We're going to start off today's show a little different. I got some advice for Sway Lee, man. It might be Sway Lee, if you're listening. A little bit sentimental. I know no, you a young no, no. one out there trying to do your thing. But she had. You ain't trying to get locked down to one woman, and I feel that. You a young millionaire. You out here. But listen. It's all in your approach. Sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. And I can tell you, <laughs> your approach is all wrong, my man. Just listen a little bit. So you gotta, you gotta take a different approach in 2019, especially with cell phones, social media. You can get caught at any time. You can get caught at any time. Saying something crazy, doing something crazy, looking crazy. Doing something wild worthy. Let Uncle Teddy P talk to you. Come on, Sway Lee. I know you want her to be patient. She's getting worried. She gotta try a little tenderness. Just a little bit. He's begging with you. Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 20. What episode is this? Is this episode 20? Let me double check my math. It was 20 last time I checked. Should still be 20. But welcome to episode 20 of the In My Own Words podcast. Happy Sunday, everybody. Let me turn my round of applause up. 20 episodes in. That's something that should be celebrated happy sunday everybody i hope everybody is having a great sunday in a great mood we're gonna get back to sway lee in just a second but i wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening it uh really really fills me up to know that you guys get value from the content that we put out every um every sunday i said we i don't know why i said we uh, me and Jesus, <laughs> me, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy We, the Holy Trinity of We and Me. Uh, but no, I really appreciate you guys checking it out. It means a lot to me that you guys use this uh, for whatever you want to use it for, even if it's to slander me online and to talk about uh, my hairline or lack thereof. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I am uh, someone who loves to create content. I'm someone who loves to have an opinion on certain things and stand firm on my opinion. I'm someone who loves comedy and I love a little banter. I love a little friction. I love a little back and forth, right? I can lean into conflict. I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not uh, shying away from conflict. Normally, when it comes to the fight or flight thing, especially on the internet, I'm always the fight guy. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I will always fight, but when I'm backed into a corner and I need to fight or flight, I'm mostly going to choose fight. <laughs> and so I'm not mad or upset with the people who have an opinion on some of the clips we've been putting out on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, specifically the clip that has almost 5,000 views right now on my Twitter about Michael Jackson. Here's the thing, though. If you're going to insult me personally, which I don't know why you would, 
I don't know why my opinion makes you that upset that you want to insult me personally. But that's okay if you do. But I give you a lot of material. <laughs> I need you to do better than saying you don't have hair. Hey, guess what? I knew that already. <laughs> I'm actually fine with that. <laughs> I'm very secure in the hairstyle that I have on a daily basis. I need you to try a little bit harder than that. Um, I got some dark skin jokes. Guess what? I've been dark skinned for 32 years. <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Just be a little creative. You know what I mean? Just be a little more imaginative. I had somebody call me a jerk face this week. Like, uh, we're adults. <laughs> what, what are we doing? We're adults. And so all I'm saying is this. I love that you guys who enjoy the content, I love that you enjoy the content. For those of you who don't enjoy the content, I love that you don't enjoy the content. I love that you don't agree with everything that I say. It wouldn't be a fun show for me if when I put the clips out, everybody agreed with everything that I said. I like to have balance. Sometimes you, if you have a rational, a logical argument, can help shape the way that I look at things or my perspective, you probably won't change my mind because a lot of times when I come on here and say things, I have given them some thought, whether you believe that or not. So, uh, but you know, someone with a logical argument that could present evidence or facts in a different way or in a different uh, form than I've seen them before, that I'm always open to listen. I'm always open to have that dialogue. But if you're going to slander me, be creative with your slander. We should start a hashtag, hashtag slander Sanders. And if you want to slander me, if you want, I want to see your best Sanders slander on the hashtag slander Sanders. That's a tongue twister. But I'm just saying, in all seriousness, uh, I love you if you love me. If you hate me, I still love you. If you're mad about my opinions, uh, I think that says more about you than it does about me. Either way, it's all love. We're going to move in love. Now, listen, let me get to this wow award. Oh, my God. Wow. We, we got to start talking about bro code. I think there is importance in the elements of bro code. Code changes over time. I get that. But there are certain codes that should always stay the same. If you want to update the coding on my website, have a blast. If you want to update the coding in my cell phone, have a blast. If you want to update bro code, we need to have a, a coming together of bros, right? And we need to vote as the, the, the brotherhood if we want to update bro code. But the last time I checked the code, you're supposed to check your bros. You're supposed to make sure that you cover your bros, protect your bros. You never put your bros in a compromising situation, even if it's for financial gain or for emotional or physical gain. Let me explain to you what I mean. You never put yourself in a situation where you are throwing your bros under the bus digging up the dirt that they did, digging up the things that they did wrong to save your situation, right? If you look in the bro code in section 23.1-17, it says that you may use your bro as a line, your alibi to get out of a troublesome situation, but you may not dig up the dirt of your bro to get out of a troublesome situation. Now, I know that, but I'm 31, about to be 32 next month. Apparently, Young Sway Lee 
doesn't know that. Check out this audio. treated them though yeah it was a phase where gucci was fucking a billion hoes not even talking to his bitch and she still pushed through all that shit and came back around for that nigga chance the rapper broke his fuck shit bitches still holding it down for the you don't get it bro you want to be on some wow i can't believe that <laughs> i cannot believe that Listen, this is what you don't do. You don't throw other people under the bus. Now, I don't even know if Sway Lee is friends with Chance and Gucci. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter that he didn't know that he was being recorded. None of that matters. It's nasty if you have to throw a, a fellow bro under the bus to try to get out of your situation. Don't dig up dirt to try to make yourself look clean. That's never the solution. That's in the bro code handbook. You don't dig up dirt on your bros to try to make yourself look cleaner, your dirt less dirty. That's nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. Chance is somewhere sitting at home, happily married, just got married, got a baby on the way, and he has to sit here, and his girl has to sit here, and question him, he has to answer these questions about where this information is coming from, what this person is talking about, even if she doesn't bring it up. And here's the crazy part. Even if she doesn't bring it up, let's say that whatever happened, happened and they moved on, right? They're obviously in a very happy space now. It's going to linger in her mind and it's going to linger in his mind. And even though it may not cause an issue on the surface, there's a deeper, darker thing that's going on under the surface that they now have to deal with because you messed up. And now you're trying to stick your leg out and guilt trip your girl into thinking that she needs to stay down for you while you do your dirt. Like I said to start this podcast, you need to try a little tenderness. Listen, you are young. You're Sway Lee. You're a multimillionaire. You're a kid. You're going to want to go live life. But that comes at a cost. And the cost is not Chance the Rapper. The cost is not Gucci. The cost is not all of your rapper friends who are currently doing dirt that you want to throw them out. Or previously have done dirt and you want to throw them out. That's not cool. That's never been cool. And Sway Lee, you definitely deserve this wow. Oh my God. Wow. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened. And listen, if you're a girl and you're listening to this podcast and you're single and you still want to date a rapper. Wow. I just, I just can't believe that. That's stupid. Use your common sense. <laughs> if you still want to date a rapper, that's all I have to say for you. Listen, man, I had a great week this week. Um, it's been a crazy week, a busy week. But the highlight of my week, for sure, was I went to the B2K Millennium Tour, right? And so I went downtown, walked into Baker's Life Fieldhouse, and inside there was the early 2000s. In every way that you could possibly think of, it was the early 2000s. I saw jersey dresses. 
I saw FUBU jerseys. I saw all types of things that would remind me of my high school days in the early 2000s. But this is what I want to talk to you about. Even though the show was great, let me give you the lineup in case you guys don't know. And if the tour comes into your city, definitely go and see the show. Fellas, let me give you a hint. It's one of those shows that you know if you went with your girl, something going to happen when y'all get home. I'm just saying. There's a lot of there's a lot of R&B music in there that if you, if you girl, y'all in that age range, that was the music when y'all started dating, y'all started feeling each other in the high school age, you know, y'all came up during that time, take her to the show, something going to happen. You can tweet me at Tony R. Sanders and just tell me something happened. But listen, let me give you the lineup. So uh, Chingy was on, Bobby Valentino, Mario, uh, Lloyd, Pretty Ricky. Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Obviously, Omarion, B2K. But I feel like there was one other person. Uh, Lloyd, Chingy. Oh, and the Yin Yang Twins. Now, I'm going to start with Chingy. I'm going to start the way that they started the show. Now, for those of you who haven't performed uh, before or don't know kind of like the rules of performing, and don't let me gas it. I've never performed at a venue this big in front of this many people and anything. But there's a certain structure to how performances work, right? So uh, if I go to the comedy club and I'm going to go up on stage, I probably I probably want to go earlier in the lineup. I don't necessarily want to close on an open mic night because when you close on an open mic night, most people are there to see who they came to see. And once that person that they came to see has done their thing, they leave. And so a lot of times the closer, on, only on an open mic night, regular show, you want to close. But on an open mic night, when you're closing, nobody's there. <laughs> it's just the people that you bought with you are the people that were too drunk to leave earlier. And so that's a bad crowd to perform in. The other spot that's really difficult to perform in, and you have to be very skilled, is the check spot. A check spot is you're on stage and the waiters and waitresses are going around and they are giving people their bill. So instead of you having their full attention, they're trying to make sure that they didn't put his Sprite on his bill. And so he's looking like, no, nah, bro, those are your chicken fingers. I had the potato skins. Right. So you don't really want that spot unless you're really skilled and you can you can work the crowd. You can do crowd work. You can be. Uh, you can you can penetrate through that and regain their focus, right? You have to be really, really good to do the check set. And then there's a mic check set. And that's what Chingy had. <laughs> Chingy had the mic check set, meaning he went on so early, they didn't even have the mic sound and lighting right in the arena when he started performing. He came out, his mic volumes were off, the levels was off. They didn't have the mix right between him and the background vocals. and the, It was just a weird vibe. There were people still in the parking lot when Chingy performed. I'll tell you, this is how early Chingy performed. Chingy performed before the host came out to introduce what was happening. Like, it literally just said, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Chingy. And he came out doing his thing, which he's got. He's, he has more songs that he either uh, had himself or did the hook on that I remember. So he did a great job, but it was crushing <laughs> to see that he came out before the host did. Like he was that early in the show. And so when we're looking at the hierarchy of, 
you know, you don't want to you don't want to do the mic check set one because all the sound isn't going to be right. And two, people aren't there yet. So you are every night of this tour. He's going to be performing in front of a half empty house. And I don't know, I guess on one hand, Chingy should just be happy that he's in the room. But on the other hand. Man, it looks terrible when you go out there and half the crowd is out there. So Chingy performed. He did an okay job. I believe next was Bobby Valentino. Bobby Valentino uh, had a jacket on with a shirt open, and Bobby Valentino is built like a block of cheese. Wow. I just want to say Bobby Valentino, he's he's a real R&B guy, right? He's got the necklace on. He's got the shirt open. He's singing. He's doing the moves. He's got the roses. But he is not the one that needs to have his shirt open. He's not necessarily fat. He's not necessarily skinny. He just he just built like a block of cheese. That's all I'm saying. But Bobby Valentino, he did a great job on on, on the stage. Um, great stage presence. Great energy. Great win. I was surprised that he was able to move around and do as much as he did uh, for as long as he did without being completely winded and out of breath. So he did a great job. Uh, Lloyd did an amazing job. I tell you, Lloyd looks like he will sing to you in that soft voice that he has, smile at you, and shoot you at the same time. That's what Lloyd looks like. Lloyd looks like a sweet, solemn gangster. I don't even know how you meld all those things together. I don't know who his brand coach is. I don't know if he's under Karen Civil and the Civil brand, but he does an incredible job of sounding non-threatening while looking non-threatening while also looking threatening. It's like, yeah, he looks like a nice guy. However, I'm not going to test it. You know what I mean? And he did something really dope. Instead of like being backstage and coming from backstage, he actually came from the back of the arena somehow, high-fived a million fans on the way to the stage, and then went back out that way, conversed with the fans. And so Lloyd did an incredible job. So the show is going really great. I'm like, man, this is a really great show. We got chingy even though he did a mic check set the host was great and then we got uh bobby valentino we got lloyd and then it happened the yin yang twins happened now listen i like the yin yang twins back in the day i didn't listen to all their songs i listened to like three of them and we all know the three of them right but this is what was sad to me about the yin yang twins performance it was sad to me that they still were yin yang twins. This is what I mean by this. We all did things in our early 20s, late teens that was fun at the time, right? It was fun at the time, right? There's some guys, not me, because I've been married my whole life, that in their, in their early 20s, late teens, they had multiple girlfriends. Now, that's just stressful. It's hard enough trying to keep one woman happy. Having multiple girlfriends just doesn't sound like a good idea. Then you have people that, you know, drank every day and all night in college. That was fun for the time. If you did that now, they would take you to a room and speak to people, right, and tell you about your life and tell you how you need to pay rent next month and you're throwing your whole life away. What I didn't understand and didn't like is it, it appeared as though they were 40 now, but still having to act like that college kid, still having to act like the high school kid. Imagine being forced to do 
And I say forced because they, of course, they could have chose not to go on tour, but they got to make money too, right? So they, they go on tour. They were super happy to be on the tour. But they're on the stage doing things that I know normal 40 to 50-year-olds should not do. They are singing songs. <laughs> Saying shake it like a salt shaker is really cool when you are doing that with your girlfriend in high school. It's not as cool when you got a 40-year-old woman with a 40-year-old body shaking cellulite all over the stage and you're too old to even keep up with her like it's just not the same it felt like that they were like it's cool being a 20 year old yin yang twin being a 40 year old yin yang twin is crazy and i didn't know that one of them like has some like physical handicaps and so seeing him like trying to jump around and be high energy on stage was just i don't know that part of the show was depressing um I, like, went to the bathroom three times. I, like, stood in the hallway. I couldn't watch it. It was bad. It was just bad. And, and but the people, most people loved it. I don't think anybody else saw it that way. I haven't seen anybody else say that. But I felt bad for the Yin Yang twins. I, I feel like they didn't have music that aged well. You know what I mean? Like, they... They didn't think when they were 20, man, I may have to perform this in Indianapolis on a Thursday when I'm 50, when I'm 40, when I'm 45. And and, and who, who would think of that, right? There are some decisions that we all made in our early 20s, late teens that we didn't think at the time we're going to have to continue to carry this on. Uh, and, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? But it, it was just sad to see. And then, you know, we had Mario. He did a great job. Uh, we had Pretty Ricky. I don't even know what to say about them. I didn't understand that really it's just Pleasure P and them. Like Pretty Ricky is not really a thing. It's Pleasure P and just a bunch of other dudes on stage maybe possibly doing things. He was the only one singing, very arrogantly, by the way. He made sure to tell us multiple times that he sings exactly how it sounds on the record. And it's like, bro, we hear, we, we can we can hear you. You don't have to tell us that. You don't have to keep repeating to us. I sound just like I do on a song. Uh, he said that several times. But no one else was singing. No one else helped him out. He was trying to harmonize with himself, which was weird. And uh, their performance was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Uh, it was just okay. It was okay. I wasn't mad at it. Uh, but what I was mad at was B2K's performance. I'll say this. It will. It left a lot to be desired for me. Now I think this is their only f like the fourth stop on the tour, so they're gonna have more practice time and time to kind of get their rhythm back together. And I'm surprised that they even got back together anyway. And we'll get into that in a second. But their performance left a lot to be desired. They, they had like it was very. It felt like a church play. Does that make sense? Doesn't that sound weird? That sounds weird, right? It felt like a church play in a way that it was like a musical kind of because they had skits. And let me let me explain it to you, because if you weren't there, it's hard to understand it. Instead of just doing songs, they had like little acting portions that they would do to lead up to the songs, which I could only imagine like either Fizz or... Omaria came up with these ideas because those are the only two that I know to like really act and be do TV and movies and whatever. 
but they probably shouldn't do it going forward. But they would do a little acting scene, and that would transition into um, the song. But the transitions were like very poor, and they would look at the sound guy and say, "Yeah, we're ready now." And then they would go into it. Just wasn't tight. It wasn't together. Like Mario's performance was really, really tight. You know, he had certain movements that he did. They know to change the lights at that movement and start the song. Their performance wasn't very tight. I'll give you one of the skits that they did. One of the skits that they did, they just got done performing the song. They were just talking. Oh, fellas, man, it's good to be back. Yeah, man, I miss you guys. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, good. You guys have talked to each other before now. Don't act. Don't act like <laughs> you guys didn't talk and then came on stage. You're going to talk in front of us. Like, yeah, man, I miss you, man. Man, it's good to be back. Yeah, man, good to be back. B2K, man, it's been a minute. Blah, 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 blah. Right? They're doing all of these things. And then a cell phone starts to ring. But not a real cell phone. Someone pumping cell phone ringing noises through the system, right? Obviously. And so one of the guys goes in his phone. He's like, oh, man, my phone's ringing. Oh, man, you, you brought your phone on stage? Oh, man, that's crazy about your phone on stage, man. We're doing the show. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Well, let me answer it real quick. <laughs> None of this would actually happen in real life. If he really brought his phone on stage, one, we wouldn't have heard it ring out loud. Uh, two, he would have just not answered it, threw it to the manager on the side of the stage and kept going, right? But okay, I'm going to play along with your horrible storyline. Continue to go. And it's a girl. Uh, his girl and she's calling to ask him what he's doing as if she didn't know (laughs) he's on the millennium tour on stage performing and then they get into an argument now mind you you can't hear anybody else on the other end of the phone you can only hear him they get into an argument and he curses her out and hangs up on her Now, I don't know how they decided who was going to play that part. I don't know what bet he lost. But in 2019, in the strongest feminist era that we've seen so far, and the Me Too era, you're going to call her those kinds of names that I won't repeat and hang up on her in front of all these people for an intro to a song that didn't work? Oh, so cringeworthy. And so they transitioned into a song where Omarion's giving him dating advice and saying that you need to do better. And so to end that song, he called her back and apologized. And that transitioned into the next song. You see what I mean? How it's just kind of, it's just not very, it wasn't tight. It wasn't fluent. It wasn't, it didn't seem like it was well thought out. Which is a heartbreaker when you come to see the the headliner. You expect their show to be the best show of the night. And it just wasn't. It left a lot to be desired. But with all that said, it was still a great show because they had other great people on the show that really held up the standard of what the show should be. Like Bobby Valentino should perform all the time. He did such an incredible job. He should perform all the time. Lloyd should perform all the time. Mario, all the time. Pretty Ricky, some of the times. Uh, Yin Yang Twins, never again. All right. But uh, to start it off, and this is what I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into, because I think this connects the Sway Lee situation with the Millennium Tour and other things that are going on in just uh, bro code in general, right? You got to know the codes. Um, It started out with a video 
of B2K's journey. And we all know they went through a phase where they were saying a lot of crazy things about each other and to each other. And there was a lot of dissension amongst the group, which drove them all apart. Well, they brought up some of those things in a video right before they came out on stage, which really blew my mind. Because if that were me, some of the things that they were saying, I don't want to hear that again. Right. I don't want to go back through this phase where. Uh, I'm remembering every night before I go on stage with these guys, some of the negative things that they said about me, especially some of the things that they said about uh, Omarion and how he changed and they made him. And now he's throwing them to the dirt. He's not loyal and all these other things. I don't know if I want to hear that right before I jump on. But then I thought maybe as men, as friends, they decide to put it to the side. But after watching the show, they came back together to get a check. They all came back together to get a check. That's all it really boils down to. Actually, um, when I was looking at it, you could tell the chemistry on stage was just kind of fake. And I understand that. There are certain codes when you break, it's hard to repair. And I'll give you an example. Um, I got married February 21st, 2009, right? February 22nd, 2009, I am with my bride, my my wife, my new wife, my first wife. We are going to Best Buy to buy a TV because I don't know why. Uh, but we're going to Best Buy to buy a TV and my cell phone rings and then my cell phone is connected to the car and my wife is in the car and I'm in the driver's side and she's in the passenger side and my cell phone rings and it's somebody who I won't name was at my wedding. We're friends at the time. So obviously he's in my wedding. We were friends. Uh, I answered the phone. He says, bro. I said, yo. He said, where the hoes at? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what'd you just ask me? Where the hoes at? Hey, bro, no, we we don't play like that. I don't play like that. Um, me and him ain't been friends since. Right? Again, there's codes that you operate under, and you don't jokingly even do that when I just got married. This is a day after my wedding. I got an answer for this now. This is about this is gonna be our first fight because you wanted to call and be on my phone and play dumb like you wasn't at the wedding yesterday. Like you didn't see the nuptials. You saw what just happened. And so even something like that, that maybe now would just something, you know, like uh maybe it's just small, but even beyond like you you know as a guy not to do that. Matter as a matter of fact. There's a another law in the bro code. You got to know the codes. There's another there's another law in the bro code that we all know that we all use and it's the how you doing code. Ladies, if you ever notice your guy calls somebody and they ask him, "Hey, hey yo, how you doing, man? How's it going?" That's not because we want to know how's it going and how they're doing. We want to know if their girl is around because we're about to tell them something that their girl might not want to hear. <laughs> That's what you do. You call your guy and say, yo, you good? Nothing, man. Just chilling with my girl. All right, man. I ain't going to hold you. And that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> you call back later. Yo, fam, what's up, man? What you doing, man? Nothing, man. Just hanging out. Oh, yeah, you good? Yeah, man. She ain't even here. I'm good. <laughs> now we can talk. 
you don't just you don't just answer the phone and launch right into the 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 subject matter that you want to talk about. But when I think about friendships, right, I have a hard line on who I'm friends with and who I'm not friends with. People kill me all the time for saying I don't have any friends, but I really feel that way. And let me first define what a friend is, right? And I think that there's levels to friendships, but I give those levels different names. I think a friend is someone that you go out of your way to spend time with. And for me, that means I'm sacrificing time to spend with this individual or groups of individuals. And I can tell you now, I don't have that. I am either with Michelle or with my family or with my kids or at work or by myself or working on something. That's where my time is split up. There's not a time where I go hang out with the guys. I don't even have a group that would be the guys that I would hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have that. And the reason why I don't have that is this. There are certain things that once you do to me or around me, we can no longer be friends. Right. There are people that once I realize how they operate, we can't be friends and they don't have to do anything directly to me. Right. For example, if I know someone is uh, physically abusive to someone, I can't continue to be friends with that person. I just can't because it's going to put me in a space where I'm either going to have to be physically abusive with you or we're going to have to talk about it and you're going to have to stop. I'm going to have to insert myself in some way that requires a different level of energy and commitment from me than I'm willing to risk because of the my, my family structure and my home structure, right? I can't get myself all caught up in your situation, your household, your marriage, your, you know what I mean? Because you decide you want to hit your girlfriend. So then I just can't be friends with that person. Another thing is, I feel like you should only be friends with those who have the same uh, morals, ethics, and values as you. And I could tell you now, my morals are just different. Not saying that they're better, not saying that they're worse. They're just different. And so some of the things that were said in those videos to start the tour, I don't know how... I could then come out and sing and dance with y'all as if everything, none of this happened. You know what I mean? I don't even know how we piece it up if, unless there's just money involved. And I think that is, I think that even then, I don't even know if I could do it then. Because again, my, my morals and ethics and values are different. There are certain times where you just cross the line. There are certain people that I, at one point in my life, considered friends that I would hang out with that you couldn't pay me today to go hang out with them. I just won't do it. Because the, the code that I live by is different. I don't even like hanging out and talking to single people. It's that deep with me. I don't like hanging out and talking to single people because they don't have the same amount to lose as me. They don't have... Uh, a wife to go back home to and kids to go back home to so when we go out they may act a little looser or a little wild or jump to, you know what I mean they may who knows what that person may do based on what they have to go home to or based on how they carry themselves knowing that they're only responsible for themselves I just can't operate like that 
I have a friend that jokes all the time. It's like, man, I was going to get a divorce today, but then I thought you wouldn't be my friend today, so I can't even do it. <laughs> but that's like at that point, what do we have in common? Like we don't have, if we don't have the same things to lose or the same things to protect or the same values, the same responsibilities, then we can't be friends. So those are some of the codes that I try to live by. Um, another code that I try to live by, and I'll end on this, is uh, I'm not seeing the Us movie. So you don't come here expecting to get an Us review. I've already got text about it. Oh, you got to talk about this on the podcast. You got to, I can't wait till you talk about this. We got to discuss this. and blah. I'm not watching it. I only like movies that live under this code. <laughs> It, either something has to blow up somebody has to fall in love or it has to be really really funny and if it's all three that's incredible that's why like bad boys is my favorite movie people falling in love is funny and people getting blown up those are the three things that i look for as a movie i know very male very elementary but i like what i like and I ain't changing the codes for you. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yet another Sunday episode 20. Had a blast. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Putting out video clips of the podcast there. Um, audio with the uh, with some visuals there for you guys. Same thing on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Tony R. Sanders. And I will see you guys next week. Peace.